part one chapter five section eight of the possessed by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter five the subtle serpent section eight first of all i must mention that for the last two or three minutes lizaveta nikolaevna had seemed to be possessed by a new impulse she was whispering something hurriedly to her mother and to mavriky nikolaevitch who bent down to listen her face was agitated but at the same time it had a look of resolution at last she got up from her seat in evident haste to go away and hurried her mother whom mavriky nikolaevitch began helping up from her low chair but it seemed they were not destined to get away without seeing everything to the end shatov who had been forgotten by every one in his corner not far from lizaveta nikolaevna and who did not seem to know himself why he went on sitting there got up from his chair and walked without haste with resolute steps right across the room to nikolai vsyevolodovitch looking him straight in the face the latter noticed him approaching at some distance and faintly smiled but when shatov was close to him he left off smiling when shatov stood still facing him with his eyes fixed on him and without uttering a word every one suddenly noticed it and there was a general hush pyotr stepanovitch was the last to cease speaking liza and her mother were standing in the middle of the room so passed five seconds the look of haughty astonishment was followed by one of anger on nikolai vsyevolodovitch's face he scowled and suddenly shatov swung his long heavy arm and with all his might struck him a blow in the face nikolai vsyevolodovitch staggered violently shatov struck the blow in a peculiar way not at all after the conventional fashion if one may use such an expression it was not a slap with the palm of his hand but a blow with the whole fist and it was a big heavy bony fist covered with red hairs and freckles if the blow had struck the nose it would have broken it but it hit him on the cheek and struck the left corner of the lip and the upper teeth from which blood streamed at once i believe there was a sudden scream perhaps varvara petrovna screamed that i don't remember because there was a dead hush again the whole scene did not last more than ten seconds however yet a very great deal happened in those seconds i must remind the reader again that nikolai vsyevolodovitch's was one of those natures that know nothing of fear at a duel he could face the pistol of his opponent with indifference and could take aim and kill with brutal coolness if any one had slapped him in the face i should have expected him not to challenge his assailant to a duel but to murder him on the spot he was just one of those characters and would have killed the man knowing very well what he was doing and without losing his self-control i fancy indeed that he never was liable to those fits of blind rage which deprive a man of all power of reflection even when overcome with intense anger as he sometimes was he was always able to retain complete self-control and therefore to realize that he would certainly be sent to penal servitude for murdering a man not in a duel nevertheless he'd have killed any one who insulted him and without the faintest hesitation i had been studying nikolai vsyevolodovitch of late and through special circumstances i know a great many facts about him now at the time i write i should compare him perhaps with some gentlemen of the past of whom legendary traditions are still perceived among us 
we are told for instance about the decembrist l that he was always seeking for danger that he revelled in the sensation and that it had become a craving of his nature that in his youth he had rushed into duels for nothing that in siberia he used to go to kill bears with nothing but a knife that in siberian forests he liked to meet with runaway convicts who are i may observe in passing more formidable than bears there is no doubt that these legendary gentlemen were capable of a feeling of fear and even to an extreme degree perhaps or they would have been a great deal quieter and a sense of danger would never have become a physical craving with them but the conquest of fear was what fascinated them the continual ecstasy of vanquishing and the consciousness that no one could vanquish them was what attracted them the same l struggled with hunger for some time before he was sent into exile and toiled to earn his daily bread simply because he did not care to comply with the requests of his rich father which he considered unjust so his conception of struggle was many-sided and he did not prize stoicism and strength of character only in duels and bear fights but many years have passed since those times and the nervous exhausted complex character of the men of to-day is incompatible with the craving for those direct and unmixed sensations which were so sought after by some restlessly active gentlemen of the good old days nikolai vsyevolodovitch would perhaps have looked down on l and have called him a boastful cock-a-hoop coward it's true he wouldn't have expressed himself aloud stavrogin would have shot his opponent in a duel and would have faced a bear if necessary and would have defended himself from a brigand in the forest as successfully and as fearlessly as l but it would be without the slightest thrill of enjoyment languidly listlessly even with ennui and entirely from unpleasant necessity in anger of course there has been a progress compared with l even compared with lermontov there was perhaps more malignant anger in nikolai vsyevolodovitch than in both put together but it was a calm cold if one may so say reasonable anger and therefore the most revolting and most terrible possible i repeat again i considered him then and i still consider him now that everything is over a man who if he received a slap in the face or any equivalent insult would be certain to kill his assailant at once on the spot without challenging him yet in the present case what happened was something different and amazing he had scarcely regained his balance after being almost knocked over in this humiliating way and the horrible as it were sodden thud of the blow in the face had scarcely died away in the room when he seized shatov by the shoulders with both hands but at once almost at the same instant pulled both hands away and clasped them behind his back he did not speak but looked at shatov and turned as white as his shirt but strange to say the light in his eyes seemed to die out ten seconds later his eyes looked cold and i'm sure i'm not lying calm only he was terribly pale of course i don't know what was passing within the man i saw only his exterior it seems to me that if a man should snatch up a bar of red-hot iron and hold it tight in his hand to test his fortitude and after struggling for ten seconds with insufferable pain end by overcoming it such a man would i fancy go through something like what nikolai vsyevolodovitch was enduring during those ten seconds shatov was the first to drop his eyes and evidently because he was unable to go on facing him 
then he turned slowly and walked out of the room but with a very different step he withdrew quietly with peculiar awkwardness with his shoulders hunched his head hanging as though he were inwardly pondering something i believe he was whispering something he made his way to the door carefully without stumbling against anything or knocking anything over he opened the door a very little way and squeezed through almost sideways as he went out his shock of hair standing on end at the back of his head was particularly noticeable then first of all one fearful scream was heard i saw lizaveta nikolaevna seize her mother by the shoulder and mavriki nikolaevitch by the arm and make two or three violent efforts to draw them out of the room but she suddenly uttered a shriek and fell full length on the floor fainting i can hear the thud of her head on the carpet to this day end of part one of the possessed recording by expatriate in bangor maine